Episode number 11, 11 of Wedding Photographers Unite. <laughs> I'm, I want to change it up a little bit. I was I was waiting to see if you would say it first. By the way, this is still live. We're still doing this thing. Okay. Your name is... Neil Ehrman. And my name is... Andy Buscemi. That's right. All What's right. going on? I just wanted to change it up. Just a little, <laughs> a little bit of a different intro. Uh, so, hello everybody and welcome. We are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. That is right. And uh, we are back, Neil. We are back for episode good to be back. number 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, man, you know, it's so weird, you know, when we come back to doing one of these episodes because, you know, it's we're doing this every other week thing. Mm-hmm. And every other week, it just, it feels like it's a while for a while. And then, but then we get back in the saddle and I feel like it's just been, it was just, just moments just like ago, yesterday. just <laughs> moments ago. You know? So, uh, yeah, man, we are back for episode number 11 and, uh, looking forward to talking a little bit about finally, everybody, finally mm-hmm. for 10 episodes, we have teased you about the, this idea. We've teased you about the idea of talking through pricing mm-hmm. and how much should I charge for my wedding, Neil? <laughs> How much should I charge for an engagement session? Yep. How much should I charge for this? What is my time worth? Basically, this is what we're talking about here today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to give you like my lowdown of what I think. Neil's going to give you his lowdown of what he thinks. Everybody's going to give you a little bit of a different answer when it comes to pricing. There really um, isn't a right answer either. You know, yeah. Whatever works for you, but this is, the way, this is what we do. Yeah, it's what, it's what we do and also... I think the one thing that I do want to impress upon people, and I've, you know, somewhat mentioned this before, is just that, you know, you have to price yourself to stay in business. Mm -hmm. And there are some techniques and uh, tricks and tips that we'll have for you in order to do that. Um, I don't know. Do you want to go get into your deal first? Do you want me to start things off? You can take it. Um, Oh, you know. Okay. So, okay. Then in that case, I'll talk a little bit about what, what I do and how I think about pricing and where I think, uh, has helped me be successful over the past, you know, five years or so. Uh, and I think, uh, the biggest thing is that I think a lot of people don't do. And I, and a lot of what, you know, even I know is because I've heard this through other people. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, to be honest, I couldn't even tell you, you know, where, where I heard half (laughs) of this stuff from, although some ideas I actually will give some, uh, links and things like that where mm-hmm. I, I know that that can be helpful for people. However, uh, as far as things go for me, I think the biggest question that people don't ask is really the simple question of how much money do you want to make a year? How much money are you comfortable with mm-hmm. making a year? How much money can you survive off of making a year? Yeah, and I think there's a different, you might have a different answer for these different questions um, in terms of you know, what, how much money do you need to make per year in order to survive versus how much mm-hmm. money do you want to make in order to be comfortable versus how much money do you, do you need to make per year in order to be, you know, truly successful beyond your dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all different answers. Um, 
And actually, you know what actually could be a little fun is this one little question that I've heard before that maybe before we continue on down that road that is very interesting uh, to ask. So, and I think I heard this on like a life hacker kind of thing. So, I'm, mm-hmm. Neil, I'm going to ask you this question here. Uh, the question is, Neil. Yes, Andy. If you were given the opportunity to get a free gift card for a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. you're going to determine how much this gift card is worth to you. But you had to wait in line for one hour in order to get this gift card. Mm-hmm. So you're, you definitely have this one hour to wait in line. How long would you wait for that gift card? I'm sorry, how much, how much money would it have to be for it to be worth your time to wait? So, like, so for example... What's the gift card for? Well, the gift card <laughs> is for anything that you want it to okay. be for. So, so let's say... Like the Apple Store yeah, or sure. B&H. Yes, sure, sure. Maybe B&H, okay. Yeah. But, the, but, you know, I think you get the idea, like, if it was a five-cent gift card, mm-hmm. almost nobody would wait in that right. line, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a $5 million gift card, everybody would wait in line, right? right. But there's, there are answers in between that at some point, you get cut off by and you say, oh, you know, I don't know if I would wait in line for that mm-hmm. little amount, right? So maybe you don't have to answer that, but I don't know. Well, I, mean, you know there's ton- um, I mean, there's time. I mean, look at Black Friday, you know. I mean, it depends on what deals are out there. And most of the time, I just don't want to go out there. I don't want to deal with the crowds. It's just not worth it to me. It's not worth my time kind of thing. I don't know if that helps answer your question of how long I would wait mm-hmm. for a gift card. But, you know, it, it all depends on what's being offered and how bad I want it and how much my time is worth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is you know what? I've come up with an answer because okay. I, think, I think we need to figure out a number. And I'll tell you my answer, too. I mean, whatever. But, but I think we need to have a number so that we can kind of get into this next part here. So how long okay. would you wait for this? this for an, if it was an hour wait, what, what number would it have to be? What makes it worth your time? I would say anywhere between 250 to 500, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of amount. Sure. So, yeah, for me... Is it, are we talking about in the middle of winter? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It depends on what it is. Is yeah. it slow season right now? Right. Is it the middle of wedding season? What is it? But no, probably about but, 250 to 500 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, would, that would make it worth my time. It, if it's 100, I'd be like, ah, gosh. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd rather, you know, just pay, pay the extra 100 bucks. But yeah. That's it, just me. No, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and so the thing is, is for me, like, I feel like... $100 for me is like, that's really questionable. I don't know. Maybe I would. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would for $100. But then when you get like less than that, like for me, I'm just like, no, dude. Like, like I'm out oh, at that no, point, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, so, so here's what I know. For me, if my answer is 100 bucks, right? Or if your answer is like 200 250 whatever that might be. Um, or some people's answer might be 40 bucks. Some people's answers might be 10 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that once you answer that question, at least you have an idea of how much damn money you should be charging per hour. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, at least you have the idea that, like, my time doing nothing, mm-hmm. doing nothing is worth at least $100 an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, if I'm going to be, like, stressing, stressing out over mm-hmm. a photo shoot, whatever, then at least I better be charging a certain amount of money. You know, so that I think at least gets my head in the game right to even continue on this conversation right Mm -hmm. so and that was like the point that i think like the that might have been on like a life hacker article for freelancers Mm -hmm. which was basically like hey freelancers like if you're not going to wait in a line for that long why are you charging less than that amount if If you're charging less than that you're you're full if you asked me this question like seven years ago when i was first getting started i would have said 
20 bucks, 40 yeah, bucks. Right. Just because that would have been a lot for me at that time. Yes. Um, you know, I was living with three guys, you know, roommates and, you know, I was, that, that would have went far for me. Right. So it all depends on what's going on in your life right now and, and what you can, what you need to get by kind of thing. Exactly. And maybe even some of you that are listening to this are thinking, oh, Andy and Neil wouldn't wait in line for a hundred or 250 bucks or whatever we said. Like, well, you, you do have to keep in mind, like different people are in different places at different times in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like right now, if we're making enough money per photo shoot or per whatever it is, you know, that we're doing like time, the, here's one of the, the biggest points I guess to make out of that is like time is money and money is time. Mm-hmm. And that idea, I think, is going to come back into this idea of pricing as we continue on down this conversation. Right. And that's kind of at least why I wanted to at least open with that as kind of like a little thought experiment because I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty oh, a like cool it. one. Yeah. You know, when I first heard that, I was like, damn, that's I was kind like... of wondering where you're going with this, but, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as far as that goes, so now I'm going to get back to my question that I basically asked of like, how much money do you want to make per year? And I'm going to, I'm going to actually talk numbers here, people. And I know that, um, a lot of photographers don't like to talk numbers and I don't blame them and I get it. But if I, you know, if I'm going to be helpful, I might as well be helpful to people and, and, and be totally legit and totally upfront That's with, with our for. listeners for, because mm-hmm. otherwise nobody gets an idea and, and it, be, and it becomes very mystical. I've heard a lot of people talk about, their pricing before and, it, and unless you're like throwing out numbers it's very mystical nobody knows what the hell anybody's talking about so for at least what i'm going to do right now is i'm going to throw out my numbers that i want to make per year and like at least how i operate my business okay so so here's the deal um you've heard me say on this podcast before that i used to be a teacher and as a teacher if i would have continued to teach i would probably be making like sixty five thousand dollars a year or something like that mm-hmm. but i eventually i left my teaching job so i can do this and that's good money too. um and that is good money yeah. that, that that was that's fantastic money as a teacher and the point is is that i value my time enough that i deserve to at least be making that amount of money mm-hmm. you know like i went to school i you know i did all these things and I value my time enough that if I'm not making that amount of money, I should literally just go back to teaching mm-hmm. or go, go to some other job. Right. If I'm not doing that, I'm basically, I'm not valuing, valuing myself. And so this is why I feel like it's so freaking huge. And so many people don't ask this question about how much money you want to make per year. Maybe like we, like Neil was just mentioning before years ago, before I was, you know, before I was teaching or before I had, you know, this kind of thing, maybe my number would have been not Mm $65,000. Maybe it would have been $30,000 and I would have been okay with that. Everybody's going to be a different place. And when you're younger, that number is going to be a little bit different. And then as we, as you get older and you, you know, you know, that number does tend to go up a little bit because more things are going on in our lives. We're looking after families, Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. However, the number for me is 65000 I feel like I was a teacher. That's what I was making. I should at least be making that. Now, after you ask how much money you want to be making per year, you then have to ask how many days a year is it possible to work, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Can I work 500 days a year? No, <laughs> sorry, you can't. <laughs> you know? So there's only so many days a year. But you then have to ask yourself... In our case with weddings, at least for me, when you're working full-time, we're going to leave the part-time thing out of, on a separate table for right now because mm-hmm. we were talking about that from the previous episode. But as far as the full-time thing goes, if you're working full-time, I think if you're a one, 
if it's just you and it's your own business, like for the most part, you and I are, although, you know, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's just you and you're your own business, I feel like for me, like the number is like 30. Some people say 25. Some people say 20. Some people say 40. Some people say 50, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of the number of weddings they can handle for a year. For whatever reason, and because it helps with my math, 30 is just like the number that I try and hit every year. Yeah. And, if, and I know that if I don't hit that number, I'm behind. Mm-hmm. And if I go above that number, then I'm ahead. Right. Um, so I want to, I want to hit that 31 is year. So that, so if I'm, so if my business is based around weddings and I'm, and I'm capable of and comfortable with shooting 30 weddings a year, then in order to make the $65,000 a year, I actually need to make way more than that amount of money mm-hmm. in order to then get back down down to sixty thousand because the government people the government likes their money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, the government likes their money. They want some of that money. Mm-hmm. They, they they're not actually going to let you take these shoot weddings and then let you keep all, all all your wedding money. No, 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 no. They want some of that money too. And not only do they want some of that money, but also when I was a teacher, I had a retirement. You know, I had a mm-hmm. retirement. I knew it was going to be happening. I was going to get savings, you know, and like, and so if I still value myself to that point, I also need to consider this. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. So do you see where I'm going here, people? Do you see where <laughs> I'm going here? So, so where I basically work things off is, is they, what, what I've heard people say is anything that you make in. So say you get a thousand dollars from a client, one third of that, one third of that you should put aside for taxes. Right. So really you can plan on like 66% of the income that you get is something that you might actually keep. And then when you actually get to keep it, then you have to pay taxes on mm-hmm. it. So, um, <laughs> this, this gets very involved here, people, you know, this is, but it's, it's, it's the way that, that it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the things that I have kicking around in my brain, and this is only because I listened to, to other people talk about this stuff for years. And then yeah. you basically kind of take it all in and then you run your business and then you see what's going on. Uh, but let me let me kind of like wrap up the basic premise of this thought really quick, so we can get on to Neil because I've been doing a lot of talking here about no, this. But uh, but the point being is is that uh, if 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 I'm capable of shooting thirty a year, basically if I'm making three thousand dollars a wedding, mm-hmm. that's making not charging. There's a huge distinction between making and charging, right? So if I'm making three thousand dollars a wedding. Then, uh, then what's happening is, is I'm starting at ninety thousand, mm-hmm. and then after the third of that goes away, right. and then also your cost of doing business, which is something else that is very important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about that in a second, okay? <laughs> because because it's not just necessarily we have equipment and we have to maintain equipment and we have to um, have have insurance on our equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we have to have, you know, if we have studio space, we're paying for studio space. There's all of these things that co- that go into the cost of doing business that you must be aware of um, that matter. Um, so, so, but, but overall, my general point is this: ninety, if, if three thousand dollars a wedding at, at thirty weddings, it's ninety thousand dollars. And then once you do that, and then after you pay your taxes, whatever, then you're getting close to where I'm, where I would want to be, right? right? Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about our business is we do get some write-offs, mm-hmm. um, which is very nice, where you get to pay for toys and these kinds of things that are for our business, specifically right. for our business, and then that makes it a, little, a legitimate write-off. And so between all of that. You know, that's where I basically start. And it's not that I just shoot weddings either. That's the base of my business. Mm -hmm. And if that's the base of my business, then any other portrait sessions, any other engagement shoots, any other commercial work, any other anything, 
that's just kind of like extra money on top that helps helps me you know, beyond that, if I'm under 30 or if I'm over, that's extra money. But the point is, is that's how my business is based. And this way, I know if I'm not hitting 30 weddings, what to do about pricing, which will continue on from there in a second Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, how prices, pricing changes. And there are other elements outside of that, such as demand um, is also factors into pricing. There's other, these other elements that that factor into that as well. But um, that's the basic gist of what I think is very important to at least get started with. So uh, Neil, uh, (laughs) talk to me about like anything that I've said, does this line up with, with how you do things? Do you do, do you do Mm -hmm. things differently? What are your thoughts so far? The one thing that we, you know, that's a little bit different from you and I is that we came from different backgrounds. You had a job, you had that $60, $60, $65,000 a year job that you kind of left. Um, I never had that. Mm -hmm. Um, I came pretty much almost from nothing and my first year I made $13,000 from like, I don't know, I, I had like three, three to five weddings. I can't remember what, but, um, but that was a lot of money to me, believe right. it or not, oh, $13,000. Sure. That was a lot of money for oh, me absolutely. with yeah. my living situation yep. and everything that I was going through at that time. That mm-hmm. was a lot of money for me. And then the following year I, I made it over 30,000 and that was, I was like rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, hopefully some of our listeners can, can, uh, can, uh, see where I'm coming. You yes. know, maybe they're, they're going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then once I started getting the taste of money, I was getting very popular. I sat down and I said, okay, what do I have to do to really make it rich? Like really make it rich for, for what I was going through at that time was like a hundred thousand dollars. That was a lot of money. That was like a dream mm-hmm. year for me. And I was like, what do I need to do to get that? Because now I'm having the traffic coming through. I'm getting the requests. How many weddings do I have to work? without killing myself mm-hmm. and and what do I need to charge and I just came out with this number and I came out I don't know I was like between 30 and 50 and it was whatever it was but mm-hmm. uh but I hit that number mm-hmm. and I was like okay this is this is this is a this is amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh and then but I was but I was kind of killing myself because I was in the 40s of, of the weddings mm-hmm. um and then I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to kind of raise my prices, but work less weddings, but I want to make the same amount of money. Same amount, yeah. And, yep. then, um, and then I needed help, so I brought my wife on full-time. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, there goes the income because I'm paying for two people now. Yes. Uh, but what we're doing is we're keeping the money in-house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're living together and everything, so I'm not paying, you know, other people that that they're spending you know money on and yeah but you know know. like so you need to charge accordingly then Mm -hmm. and that and that's the thing you know like as a husband and wife team which which you are like that's what people don't you know a lot of people don't understand like when that and this is what like when with clients when they ask you know like like why do people cost what they cost well there's a lot of different reasons why people cost what they cost Mm -hmm. um and one of those factors is is do you have another employee like like for me i just have second photographers and i have a set amount of money but they're also getting an advantage with hiring a husband and wife team for example in the sense that you have the same person working with you all the time like she knows exactly what you're looking right. for all the time and there is an advantage to that but it also costs money to do that right you know yeah, so does. like mm-hmm. so there's all these little factors that go in but anyway i'm yeah. sorry can, oh no can, can, uh, yeah. and now we're right at the stages to where my wife is believe it or not i mean she's she's booking weddings left and right now uh she's I, I think she actually has more weddings on the board than i do <laughs> but that's that's a great thing we're growing um but 
pricing, you know, end of the year, as long as we're in the six figures, we're, we're good, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, okay. So we basically talked a little bit about the overall, the overall pricing there. And, um, these other factors that go into it, um, I want to talk a little bit about demand too, which I kind of brought up just a Mm -hmm. moment ago. Um, because demand also has a has an absolute impact on what you're charging right what's the saying when demand goes up price goes up yes and Mm -hmm. this is the thing about people putting your prices on your website versus not putting your prices on your website um this comes into play a bit there uh, based on this idea because if you're not charging as much as you as you can not as much as you can like you like so here's the thing like as long as i'm making that amount of money that i want that i mentioned that i wanted to make then i'm cool Mm -hmm. i'm good but, however, if I'm, like, getting all of these requests to shoot 50 and 60 weddings a year, that's going to break my back, you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's too much. And I don't want and I physically can't be doing that. So at that point, if I did start getting more, which I have in the past, every single time that I raise my prices, the only reason that I ever do is literally because I look at my book, I look at my bookings, mm-hmm. and I say I have more booked now this year than I did last year, or I have more booked now this year than I did two years ago. Right. So if I have more, my demand is higher, and if my demand is higher, then my price can go up mm-hmm. based on that. The opposite is also true. If I am not booking as, as many, and I'm a little, and I'm getting a little bit nervous about hitting my thirty, mm-hmm. then I might want to consider not necessarily lowering my prices i've never had to do that yet mm-hmm. but at least maintaining them or possibly adding something into a package or a collection or something along these lines because if something that me, that just tells me something's not working right. either something i did on my website maybe isn't jiving with the current clientele that i'm looking for mm-hmm. um maybe there's a new photographer in town and they're in, in my price point i don't really know i don't know it's it's very but it's the, the one thing that gives me something to hold on to as opposed to being mystical mm-hmm. when about, you know, just the idea of like, well, why aren't I booking as many as I was last year at this time? So, so, but otherwise I would be nervous all the time. Like I would be nervous all the time. But if I know that I'm booking as many as I did the year before, the year before, then I'm like, dude, you have no reason to be nervous right. because you are ahead of the game right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that gives me something to hold on to, to not be worried, you know, because yeah. that's the one thing that, that, you know, like as a teacher or these other jobs that people have is like, you know, you don't have to be nervous because you know, you're getting paid the certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. And like, so why would, why would anybody do this to themselves? Like put themselves like <laughs> as a photographer? Well, because there's that sense of freedom and that sense of life and, mm-hmm. and doing it. And there's that sense of excitement and, and, and the love and passion for the craft. Right. Um, but, but it's at least something that, that makes us not as, you know, not, not as worried about, you know, like, you know, being a little bit more free within that, at least that one concept, mm-hmm. you know, does that make sense at all? Now, if your bookings were to, you know, say if you don't hit your 30, mm-hmm. what, what would you do? I mean, would you lower your prices right away or would you kind of build off somewhere else, like offer, mm-hmm. you know, get into more commercial work or exactly. great question. You, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And, and so I, what I've always thought about, and you know, to be, I'm going to be totally, you know, I'm going to be so honest hey, and open on this podcast right now. Do you, I guess I would, I'm actually down two weddings mm-hmm. for next year. I'm 28. Okay. And so what I think is that what I, the other reason that I never worry and I feel like always having confidence no matter what Mm -hmm. is also what, what helps things, you know, go, go forward. Right. Um, 
But what I always think is, and I never worry, is because I don't have the time to like market myself as a commercial photographer because I'm so damn busy with weddings, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I always think, uh, so I, a part of me is like, great, fantastic. <laughs> I only have the 28. That means I'm going to have like two weeks of work that I can work on my commercial stuff and get some of that out there and possibly book some more commercial gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just how my brain operates where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it because I've always, we can be somebody that always lands on our feet if we just decide to do things. And it's like, oh yeah, that's great. Give me more time and I'll work on this other thing and make this other thing happen. Or maybe work more on the podcast. Or you, you know, like all these different things. Because yeah. you kind of know what your year end worth, you know, yeah. how much money you're going to make it at the end of the year. Exactly. Do you kind of just kind of like budget say, okay, this year's not going to be such a big year for me. So therefore I'll budget accordingly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. Like maybe not um, go to Ireland or yeah, yeah. no, that's, <laughs> that's totally exactly right. And it's not like, it's not like, um, <laughs> when I was, I was talking to my, my studio partner, my studio partner is just, uh, um, he's a, he's more of a videographer and we share a studio space and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It helps. It helps. And I was telling him and he's like, well, it doesn't mean you're going to starve or anything like that. I'm like, no, dude, no, <laughs> he's just funny the way he is. He's a very kind of like stoic and like, no, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to starve. It's all good. And it really like, how much does it, does it really matter with, with that? And, but then also like there was a year where I was down like a wedding and mm-hmm. then like I got two last minute bookings. So yeah. like, it's very yeah. silly to be worried when you're only a few, few off like that. So I'm not worried like at all. But mm-hmm. if I really was at like 24, 25 then i would be like okay now a little bit but, worried but it mm-hmm. but it gauges me it gauges me and it lets me know when to be and when not to be and then that also totally influences pricing you know yeah. as far as that goes for, because and don't forget about uh people calling off their weddings canceling too so you gotta kind of usually i mean there was one year where we had like four or five cancellations in one year it was historic i've never heard of such a thing but it happened to us and that we kind of um didn't hit our marks that year yeah uh just because we do keep the retainer but we kind of let the uh the rest of it go i know some Mm -hmm. photographers still kind of bill their clients afterwards yeah but we kind of want to do that no (laughs) i mean i understand where they're coming from but i want those people who break up i kind of want them to come back to us when yes you know things things are going good for them get re-engaged or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, i want them to come back to us yep um but yeah it's but you kind of have to keep that in mind too uh, that you might have one or two usually we definitely always have one uh that's almost kind of guaranteed every year um but that like like i said that one year (laughs) it was i don't know what was in the water that year yeah well i mean it's a very that's the thing about being in business for yourself is it's a very risky business Mm -hmm. and it's something that i think for people that are listening to this right now we have a you know a lot of people that are very interested in breaking into this and that's that's great and nothing should stop you and we want to be as positive as possible but we're giving you the real this is real people like and it doesn't matter how good you are or what um you know everybody to some extent even the people i know that are like on the top of the top of the, everything mm-hmm. and, you know like everybody worries a little bit because it's just you never know you know like when we get inquiries it's like it's be from a friend of a friend of a person and and mm-hmm. it you know sometimes they come and sometimes they don't you know it's just, know. It's just the way that it is <laughs> so it's something to be aware of but budgeting yourself so that you so if you do have an off year kind of like what we we're talking about um, is is very crucial. Um, you you become very good at managing the money that you do have. Um, whereas 
you know, like, like honestly, like when I was teaching, I was like, oh, I've got this money. I'll just spend it all. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got this money. I'll just spend it all. And now it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Because, yeah, because season, you have to make it through the off season yeah. right now, you mm-hmm. know? So, so it gets you very good at, at budgeting and being smart with what you do, um, right. financially. Uh, so that's the overall like pricing thing. The only other thing that I really wanted to mention, I hope what I what we've mentioned so far is helpful. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to mention is just, just like when you do change your prices and like how we're talking about like on the you know if you're putting stuff online or if you're not like I think there's a lot of progressions that we've mentioned. You know, like when people mm-hmm. first start out to where they go, and initially I think everybody just puts all their pricing online. Yeah. You know, because it's like I used to. Yeah, me I too. To. Yeah, me I just too. put everything out there, and you know, I didn't want to waste anybody's time. I didn't want to waste their time, get their hopes all high that they couldn't afford me, and then all of a sudden they get my email in return, and they're like, "Oh, I can't afford this guy." But uh, but we took him off. Yeah, you know? we we kind of want our our clients who do email us to you know to see how fast our replies are, see how professional we are. Um, we put in our personality in our emails as well as much as we can. Uh, sometimes we try and call them when we can too. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like to show them that, you know, we are worth what we're worth because we do reply like right away. Um, and then we, we kind of worked now that we're a studio. Now we have multiple photographers. We do have, you know, different packages as to where if we get someone in for that has a lower budget, we do have things that'll make it work for them. Mm-hmm. So, cause you know, we want everybody to enjoy work, not just the super rich. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. And that's a good way to, you know, differentiate, like, your business and, and make things work for different budgets. And mm-hmm. especially with us being in Buffalo, um, we, you know, like, we have the wide gamut, essentially, here mm-hmm. in particular. So, uh, but, you know, the other aspect of that that I just kind of briefly touched on is just that uh, taking your prices off basically enables you to... Um, and actually the next, the next point where I'm getting to on my contact form, I have mm-hmm. to change. There's so many things that I have to, <laughs> that I have to update, but one of them is, is like on my contact form, I've got to put like, where is your wedding taking right. place? Because when you tell me where your wedding is taking place, that imp- that may impact the pricing that I give you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I had my pricing up and it was just all the same, then that wouldn't it be enabled me to do that. But also, kind of what I mentioned before, if if I ever do pr- pricing does change based on demand, which mm-hmm. is a reality of the market, and even if I have like current brides and grooms listening to this, that's awesome. What's up, brides and grooms? This is a reality of the market. <laughs> you know, I love you guys, and you and you love me too because that's what you tell me. <laughs> At least that's what I'm told. You know, but but the, but it's a reality. You know mm-hmm. that that pricing is based on demand as well, and uh, and. Once, if you have your prices up there, you're really just kind of like locked to that. And if you change it, then it becomes all the, these issues. And you can like always go up but never go down. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking it off kind of eliminates those issues. Right. Um, yeah. If I get a request so. for like a, a wedding in Mexico and they see my prices online and uh, it's a lot higher for them, they're probably like, why? Right. <laughs> and it's like, well, here's why. But they don't have to worry about that because my prices aren't aren't online. So once right. they uh, once they fill out the form of where their wedding is, then I can price them accordingly so that they're not like sticker shocked or anything. Like right. That. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good stuff. Uh, but anyways, about pricing, um, do you include albums and prints inside of a package, or 
How do you go about that? This is another evolutionary thing that I've heard about that I think I'm about to take the last step, but I haven't yet. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the last step is is just having a base price and then doing add-ons on top that's, of that. That's exactly what we've, that's, we've done that for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and that works with us. Yeah, so I, I keep on taking, like, it's, it's this evolutionary step, and I'm just telling you what it is. Like, at first, it's all these packages and all these things, and it's throwing everything at the wall and, you know, and all that. And then your time becomes money and all mm-hmm. these kinds of things, and then you realize what's going actually going on. And so now um, I'm at the point where I have, like, my packages still, but and they basically are add-ons, what's mm-hmm. happening in those top collections, so they might as well just be add-ons. You know, like, that's the point where I'm at. So. Right. Um, I've just got to take that last step essentially to do that. So, I mean, we're like, uh, we sell our service and then we kind of like, uh, have these things a la carte item. Yep. And the reason why we do that is because we want to keep things very simple. So when they're looking at the package, they're not looking at like 30, like a whole paragraph of yeah. what oh, they're absolutely. getting, like, yep. t- like 200 wallets and then a 16 yep. by 20 and then this and that and it just becomes very confusing for them so it's just like a huge list for them mm-hmm. so we like to keep it service-based only and then if they want to add albums and we try and keep we try and offer albums and prints that um that's for every budget you know mm-hmm. we we have things that's, that start off only at 300 bucks but obviously the quality isn't as big as our two thousand dollar album yep. so we try and keep you know everything um offer something a little bit for everybody and uh you know if if we have a you know a uh, a package is where it has our service and then it has our big album and they're looking at like ten thousand dollars yeah and then they're just gonna say okay this guy's way too expensive but if they see a service and then they can add on you know it all depends on their final budget yep Uh, we try and get everything you know at the beginning uh, like in the in the first contract because they're excited they want to they don't you know they want albums and prints yep um people they they just might not care like later down the road but uh we try and get everything at first uh but give them the option yes. to do it and they actually because we want that contract totally you know, we want to book that totally date. yes absolutely and they, and they actually you know people do want that it's just that later on like it becomes like an afterthought mm-hmm. you know like there's a very different vibe from when our clients first meet us from the t- and to the point where it's after the wedding yeah like after the wedding a lo- other than seeing the photos like literally that's the only other like excitement part that's left which mm-hmm. is the beautiful part but other than seeing the photos the excitement has really died down and there's a different there's a different feel and yeah, like life goes a couple on hundred likes you yes. know on facebook yep. and then all of a sudden that's the excitement is gone yeah but what we try and do is we try and keep them keep reminding okay let's say if they don't go with an album at first we try and keep reminding them that you know you can take your checks in the, of envelopes uh yep. you, you know the gifts after the wedding and you can put it towards an album mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. kind of thing so yep. Um, that, that's worked out great for us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm just about to take that, that last step. Um, because I basically do have the add-ons too. Like I mm-hmm. have them as add-ons, but they're more expensive as if they, you know, in, in terms of if they would go with the collections, cause if they do with the collections, uh, then, uh, then it's a little bit cheaper, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of bring that up, but it just ends up getting, it's just easier. <laughs> I think I, I'm at the point now where I'm about to take that last step. Yeah. Um, have you ever played around? I know a lot of people do. Have you ever played around with the whole print credit? kind of thing yes and i think you've mentioned that the last episode so i've, I've done a bit of that to, and, it, and it's worked but it also becomes a point of negotiation when it's inside the the collection because mm-hmm. then sometimes people see like oh four hundred dollars of print credit 
can I take $400 off the, co- the collection price? And then right. it becomes like a bargaining thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not all the time. I mean, it's maybe like one out of every, every few people mm-hmm. like get into that, but, but the people that want to want to wheel and deal and all that, yeah. like that, that comes up as a thing. And now so. la- last episode, we talked about engagement sessions of having them on, a, you know, on the, uh, on the packages and everything. Uh, but now let's talk about actually shooting the engagement session. Good segue, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah man. You, we had, we had you. number two on there was engagement <laughs> sessions. Yeah, so I wanted yeah. to bring some that. Come on, give it to and Neil, now, everybody. That was nice, you, wasn't it? You. Yes, very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, engagement sessions, it's getting into the spring season, summertime season, fall season's coming up. Now, what do you do when it comes time to reschedule? And, you know, not every day, especially here in Buffalo or wherever you live, not every day is going to be beautiful shooting weather. Sometimes it's going to be raining cats and dogs. And don't forget that uh, the ladies, they usually get hair and makeup done on that day. I don't know about you if you you get that a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have to make the call early. Now, for us, whenever it rains and we say, okay, we'll reschedule, you know, let's plan for another day, we always get like the... The, the most best, the amazing best. Yeah. sunset I've yeah. ever seen. Yes. And I'm sitting yes. at home just looking at this beautiful sunset as to where we should have kept it. <laughs> yeah. it, it always happens. Whenever yeah. it rains, it yeah. stops, and then we get this incredible sunset. Totally. So um, so I, I don't know about you, but we tr- just try and... Just try and keep it scheduled as is. Yeah, just because that's happened so many freaking times. Absolutely, that. and that's the thing that I always. Here's what I do, and I I always leave it with the client. I'm like, listen, I'm going to give you my uh, thoughts as a professional mm-hmm. on you know the advantages or disadvantages to either leaving this or rescheduling, and ultimately it's always on them because I, I you know what I always say is like I'm willing to shoot in any weather possible, you know. Um, it's not the equipment and it's not me. Like I'm totally good. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more about you and you being comfortable. Um, I want you, you guys as comfortable as possible. And one of the things that I'll say is like, okay, so like if it's less than 50% rain, then almost usually it's the case that if it does rain, it's going to be a light drizzle Mm -hmm. and we'll have, I'll have an umbrella. And as long as it's not a downpour, we can keep working. And the clouds are usually amazing Mm -hmm. on on rainy days. And we get these amazing sunsets. And and those are the days that you actually want to shoot because you get the most drama in Mm -hmm. in those kinds of days. Now remember Um, when, when there is overcast, stay all the way until that sun hits that horizon because there's usually always an open opening at that horizon and then yeah. it just lights up the whole clouds and yes. everything. So just keep that in mind, photographers. Stay until that sun hits that horizon. Yes. And this is a matter of... Now, this is about being a real professional, what Neil <laughs> just mentioned, because a lot of times, like, we can get towards the end of an engagement session and, like, it's... Like, the sun has set, but it hasn't all the way set. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, no more light, people. See you later. Thanks. Yeah. Goodbye. And then you're in your car and Engagement you're session's away. over. <laughs> goodbye. You know, and, then, and then you drive away. And then as it sets, you get, like, what Neil's talking about, like, it mm-hmm. just lights on fire with, yeah. like, pink and yellows and oranges. They just lights the whole place mm-hmm. on fire. And I've done, like... And it takes a while. It took me, like, maybe, like, five or six engagement sessions to realize, okay, mm-hmm. dude stay the extra 10, 15 minutes because, and, and hang out with them, build more of a relationship Mm -hmm. with a couple, as long as they're not photoed out, which sometimes they are. And sometimes you just have one of those couples where it's just like, okay, these people are photoed out. 
mm-hmm. we're good at this point, you know? And don't forget um, but that twilight hour is right after magic hour. It's probably about 10 minutes after the sun goes down. This mm-hmm. The sky just turns this beautiful blue. And mm-hmm. especially you can definitely play around with lighting, you know, if, if you shoot with like a, or if you put an orange gel on on your flash or whatever. Um, you can make the uh, sky even more blue. It's just absolutely incredible. So yeah. stay, stay, stay. Trust, yeah. trust us. And the, yeah, and that's the part like that's you got to let your artist self out there, people, because mm-hmm. like the the business side of you like just wants to go home and be done with the shoot. No, yeah. Be the artist. Stay. Make art. Make art, people. Right. You know. And then when you um, post those pictures and every all their friends are going to see it. That when you show up at, at the wedding, you're going to be like a, a celebrity. Every, everybody's <laughs> going to know you. Everybody's going to want to meet you because you created those amazing images. Yes, dude. And it is so like taking that extra. It is always every single time, every single time that I wait for that extra shot where I'm like, oh, you know, I think I'm good. And then I wait for it mm-hmm. and I push the couple for one or two more shots. It's always every single time. It's those shots that are the ones that are like the money shots. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, it just is. Mm-hmm. So push yourself. Push yourself, push yourself towards those, end, those and, shots at the end. And also when you're scheduling these engagement shoots, make sure that the couple, make sure that they don't make reservations for dinner because, you know, they, they, they are going to be dressed up and stuff. And most often, I, this used to happen early in my career when um, they would make, you know, dinner reservations and dinner plans and stuff. And we'd have the most amazing light right now. And it's like, they have to go. Yeah. And they don't, you know, they're done. And yeah. it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so for now on, it's like, no, you guys don't plan anything. Have some snacks in the car or whatever. Just, you know, just be prepared to stay until yeah. until the end. So. And I think what you just mentioned is really important, not only in terms of what you just mentioned, but how you mentioned it or how I could see you mentioning it to a couple. Because our couples don't know a lot of these things and we almost have to like guide them in these ways like listen guys you know like we like i ha- we have this experience doing this and if you really just kind of trust me right now like they don't know they don't know any better they don't know to not schedule dinner they don't know to not be ready for these things at night they don't know mm-hmm. they don't know these things so it's our job to get over any insecurities we have about ourselves in terms of mentioning these things right. and mention them like, like mention them, like to be the professional and let them know, because if you're too afraid, I think earlier on a few years ago, I was like, not sure of myself or unafraid mm-hmm. about certain things. And like in terms of pushing couples for an extra shot. And now that I know it's just like, I don't care who you are. Like, dude, we're going outside for this photo right now because there's an amazing <laughs> thing happening. So like, but it's all about how you say things to people as opposed to like it's almost like you're telling them but you you're telling them in a way that you would tell them as a friend like listen man this is gonna be incredible we've got to go do this right now mm-hmm. you know so you, that's you, that's, what that's you super want to do is important. give them their money's worth you you know give them the experience yes. this is why they hire you and yep. and you know they need to respect you and as an artist and you know that's why they hire you yeah. so and matter of fact take they, advantage of it do it why yeah not? yeah totally and and at the end of the day they wouldn't respect you as much if you didn't do that to begin with so yeah. just a thought for mm-hmm. for people listening right now so uh, okay. Um, I guess that was, that was it on rescheduling is just, I usually just leave it up to them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I try and say, let's get in contact the morning of, let's see what things look like now when it goes over like 60, 70%. Um, and then I start to kind of question it, but, yeah. it, but it's really got to be at like 70% the day of the mm-hmm. shoot. 
because because uh, very do, don't trust any of these weather apps until it, until it's the <laughs> or day the weather of. men yeah oh because gosh, it changes all the time so yeah. often yeah. yeah and and I do like I think you just saw in our wedding group I posted like which weather oh, apps yeah. are using because mm-hmm. I got a new phone and I'm putting these new apps on there and uh, and I got all these different responses use this app use this app use this app. And uh, Neil just did this peek over his computer to look at the phone. He's like, what do you got there? Um, it's uh, that's six. That's um, but yeah, I mean, I put on, you know, these weather apps and they're all like slightly different. And, mm-hmm. and like, even like the couple days before everything. So you really, it's not until like the day of that they're the most accurate. And mm-hmm. when you look at that hourly thing, and then usually when they're all lining up and saying the same thing and it's a 70% and it's during those particular hours that your shoot is going to be, then it's time to actually think about, okay, we should, on my professional advice is probably reschedule. However, if you guys are incredibly amazing <laughs> and want to get out there and get under the rain and you don't care about what your hair looks like and, yep. you're, and you have the right couple to want to be able to do that, then go for it. You know, Definitely. but, but other than that, like if you have to feel out your couple because some couples are very like, sometimes we get as photographers, we get very perfectionist type people mm-hmm. that uh, have a certain way that they want their photos to look and that's fine. Um, which is kind of why I just mentioned, I will let you know my suggestions. It's ultimately up to you to decide if you want to go forward with things or not. So I use the weather channel app. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that's what you use, but it works for me. Yeah. Yeah. The weather channel and then AccuWeather and then somebody else mentioned another one and they, they all seem to be doing pretty much pretty, pretty Mm -hmm. well. So yeah, pretty much what you want to do is, uh, see future radar, um, AccuWeather and Arcus was another suggestion. Okay. Yeah, any apps that show future radar, like radar up to two hours in advance, you know, try and mm. try and watch that stuff too. They're pretty pretty accurate for the most part. But whenever there's um, there's lightning storms or anything, if that's if that's you know anywhere shows up, you know, then that that's, that's so basically one, that's kind so, of like so, when we call it. So basically, Neil, <laughs> basically, no, whenever there's lightning and there's I'm nastiness no. happening, there's there's lots of nastiness happening. Well, on a pe- wedding day, uh, you know, I'm I'm all for anything. But yeah. on an engagement session, you know, I will we'll do a, yeah, we'll do a, re- a reschedule. But you don't know where I was going with that. No, where, no. I was go- where I was going no, with sorry. that is whenever I there's cut you off. no, it's okay. That's okay. Whenever there's nastiness going on, nastiness like photographers talking smack about people <laughs> nice. oh yeah there we go okay nice we're just we're, yeah we're talking segue here uh-huh. people okay <laughs> so um so neil uh, w- one of the things you mentioned was there's this photographer out there that um maybe some of you saw this this past week the story going around where this photographer was talking smack and do you want to fill people in if they haven't heard the story neil i guess he this just, baffles, this just baffles my mind. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What's going through people's heads of, of when, the, when these things happen? Um, this photographer posted an image, and, he's, and he pretty much, I'll say it in quotes, ugliest bride I've ever photographed. Wind, well, he misspelled wind. Winged. <laughs> wind the whole time. Bridezilla number one. Now, these are things what not to do. Yeah, don't do that, man. Yeah. Don't do that. So. On public is where people can screen save and and put it all on everybody's blogs and put on Petapixel and all this stuff. This is what you just don't do. I don't care I don't care how bad a person is. You yeah. just don't do this. So apparently this dude said his said his account was hacked. I don't necessarily believe that to yeah, be honest. Because his reason behind because he wanted to leave it online to show everybody of you know, the nasty comments he was receiving. Um, but I mean, if, if your account was hacked and something like this happened, 
you do everything within your within your power to correct it and get on the phone with the bride and explain have proof do anything possible oh, oh the reason that i don't believe him <sighs> the reason i don't believe him and i'm just going to call this dude out right now is oh, because great. we're going to get some hate mail no, no, that's okay, that's okay. Come, <laughs> come on, on our reviews I, no, online are no, going pretty no, I'm good i'm sorry i'm going to i'm going to call i'm going to i'm going to call it like it is right now the reason i just do not believe this dude this photographer is because he said that he had what was it he said he had like he, uh he's he's his calendar up to 2019 is already like yeah. almost full he said which, his calendar is booked through 2019 sorry dude nobody's like, calendar is booked through 2019 <laughs> even like celebrity wedding photographers their calendar is not booked through 2019 i'm sorry yeah. dude i, don't, so, I think so, i only so got this like guy one is just totally 2017 exactly and, uh, exactly yeah. this dude is just totally full of shit just from that point right there i don't care like we, have, we don't swear this much on this podcast but until I'm, andy gets I, worked I, up I, you know i'm, I'm breaking it out right now dude is totally full of shit i don't i don't care you you can say whatever you want this dude is full of it and based on that comment his other comment about somebody hacking his account no this is just some dude that doesn't have the you know the social skills to to take care of his business Mm -hmm. and don't be like that that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying we apologize for the swearing yeah but um (laughs) I need a bleep button. For yeah, you. no, no, no. Oh, it's not no, that bad. Oh no, man, no, you know, I try. No. I try and keep it cool, no. you know, for the most part, you know. So, um, all right. So, but yeah. Uh, bottom line, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Wedding photographers conundrum. All right. So here we're gonna go with a wedding photographers conundrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, edition number two of wedding photographers conundrum. And Neil. Yes. Oh, I'm scared. Imagine this. <laughs> Because you always laugh before you say. <laughs> Imagine this, Neil. And you're probably going to know exactly where I'm going from something that I posted a year or so ago. But imagine this. You, you get to the wedding. I'm sorry. You get to the ceremony. So you got there. Again, you mm-hmm. got there. You're there. And the second you get to that ceremony site, you walk in. And at the front of the ceremony location in the church is no less than three tripods, <laughs> two GoPros sitting at the bottom of the aisle, like is ready to photograph mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we'll just even leave it at that. Let's just say that there are literally three tripods yeah. surrounding the front of the ceremony site, as well as two GoPros mm-hmm. on the floor. What do you do, man? Okay. If there what vi- do you okay, do? Okay, if there are videographers who I've worked with before... Yeah. You know, I have no problem talking to them. They they know me. They know how I work. I'll just be like, okay, are you guys really going to be set up like this throughout the whole thing? Um, if there are people that I haven't worked with, I'll ask them like, what's your game plan throughout the whole ceremony? This is where I go. Where where are you going to be? Um, if if there's not, like not a lot of communication as to where they won't work with me, like they just kind of brush me off, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I will take a photo of what's going on yeah. so if the clients do see that i'm taking images from different angles and they question why I took certain images from certain spots of the church mm-hmm. uh they have that that they have that shot you know yeah. beforehand so that they can say oh man he really had to work around yeah. these if guys. it ever came to that yeah, if, and we if, hope that it never does yeah. but, but yeah. usually i you know we always have great communication with our videographers and with all other vendors out there because mm-hmm. everybody has to be on the same team everybody's got to work together and 
whenever I work with videographers, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to be standing like right next to you. So when I am, I'm just going to tap you on the shoulder just to let you know. So you don't have any, you know, so you don't make any abrupt movements and you don't bump into me kind of thing. Because yep. I have to be respectful to their what they're trying to do too. Sure. So it's, it's all about communi communication. But if, yeah, if, if someone's not really, you know, being professional with us and not really working, you know, want to work with us, then I, I will take that, that image of those tripods sitting there. I will make sure it, it goes inside the gallery. Yeah. Um, I'll just act as if it's like an opening scene to the church kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, it's one of those shots yeah. um, and just kind of work around it, you know, kind of get creative do some different angle shots as to where those things aren't aren't into the shot and if the gopro is really really in the way then you know i'll just be like come on you can buy it. and, and something you know i'll, I'll be yeah, yeah i'll be like okay can you find a better angle but i won't do it like that i'll be like oh you know that's going to be in my shot a lot of the times um what about if you put it over here would that work for you too and most likely they'll they'll say oh yeah i don't need to think yep. of that yeah let me do that so yeah it's all about communication communication yep mm -hmm. no yeah absolutely and obviously if you can't tell i've had that situation yeah, and, and, and what happened uh, pretty much what you said you know like i just basically it's all about how you communicate so mm -hmm. i said you know hey guys you know i'm just just checking are you planning on leaving these tripods here the whole time <laughs> you know um and these and this is a group that i've never worked with before so uh -huh. they, they like came in from somewhere else and it's always like when you show up and you don't and you haven't worked with them and you haven't worked with them and they're doing all that stuff it's like oh we're going to be in for a little yeah. bit of a day here yeah, and there's sometimes we're like you um, really need a tripod nowadays you know at least with the technology yeah, and yeah <laughs> but and then that's the other you don't have a glide cam what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other qu kind of questionable thing where like they i mean they were just like that all day mm -hmm. like it was just like that from the beginning and it's like they had Ali, like i went in this actually the same group like i shot with again like later on and they were like Fire, they had these LEDs during the ceremony. Oh, like, yeah. Like, turned on like bright these huge LEDs. Boxes, yeah. Like, during oh the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy talk inside a church. Like, I'm like I'm surprised that they even let them do that, oh, I know. you know? I know. Um, usually, I, I, usually, I never complain about when videographers are using their light because I'll just steal it. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, those, those huge boxes, they're just nasty. Yeah, I mean, like, I always... At the end of the day, like between speaking to them and trying to be as cool as cool as a cucumber, y'all, you know, like between <laughs> between that, but then also just realizing, okay, this is the situation. I'm hired to photograph, and I'm going to do whatever I can mm -hmm. to just you know work around it, shoot with longer lenses, get it really tight, and these kinds of things. But um, it, it unfortunately does impact the quality of the work to some extent. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's kind of what that is, and we just kind of have to work through it and right. do the best we can. And regardless of the situation, it's just unfortunate when you kind of show up and you know that you're working with um, people that maybe aren't uh, quite, you know, like at the level you'd hope that they would be yeah. at, you know? So, and there were some other interesting situations with that. <laughs> However, we don't need to go there. A good, good response to the, to the conundrum. Oh, thank you. Thank so. you. All right. Here's yours. Okay. What if you arrive to a wedding and you know, not a lot of grooms are want to be photographed, you know, it's not, it is their day, but they just don't care as much. Now, what if your groom refused to be photographed? Hmm. Refused, like saying, I don't want my picture taken at all. Uh, well, if he refused, I would still at least try to say, oh, you know, you know, that's totally fine. You know, if you don't want to have your photo taken right now, uh, that's totally fine. I understand that. And we don't have to do it right now. Maybe we can grab a few shots later. Mm -hmm. But however, if you are comfortable with just one shot and I'll, and I'll be in there and out of there and, you know, literally just two seconds, I'm going to put you right by the window right here. We're going to grab one shot and I'll be on my way. Mm -hmm. I would I would try and at least talk to him a little bit like that. Um, 
But if he all out refused entirely, uh, then I would at least not on the wedding day. Um, I wouldn't bring this to the bride's attention, you know, mm -hmm. or anything like that. But she, chances are she's going to know how the groom is right. to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I would at least try and like sneak in some like with long, uh, you know, like a longer lens, like at 200 millimeters. Like I would, mm -hmm. I would, I would snipe the dude for, right. for quite a bit to yep. at least, uh, to at least grab a few shots. <laughs> in so, uh, cause that's my job. That's yeah. my job to, is to document the day. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't want any posed formal photos, then I guess we'll survive with that. I'll just have to be extra careful, you know, and try to be a little bit better about right. getting some, some, uh, photojournalistic shots of mm -hmm. him. So yeah, good. Well, my, actually my wife went through this. Um, it was on, it was on a wedding that we were working together and, uh, he just refused to have his photograph taken. But what she did is that, you know, she sh shot with the long lines, but she had him interact with his, with his boys yeah. kind of thing. So he was a little bit more comfortable with that. Um, and then whenever there were shots as to where he wasn't really close with his friends, that's where, when she kind of like sniped them. Mm -hmm. So it kind of looked as if, you know, he was getting his portrait taken. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit more casual. He was smiling, but he wasn't really too much of aware yeah. of aware of the, of the situation. And then, uh, when it came time with, uh, the bride and groom, um, he still refused, but what we did is we just made very easy posing for him. We just kind of had him pose, stand straight kind of thing. Just act mm -hmm. cool well i kind of used those words like just act cool just you know stand there and then we had the bride pose around him kind of thing yeah, yeah. uh do do the had the bride do more the the posing and everything so he was just kind of like the uh the accessory to the images sure, so sure but hey you never you never know what you're going to get so yeah that's why i like this little section of conundrums. Yeah, you just yeah. never know and and they're real things that we get faced with yeah uh so um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one though. The one thing that just kind of kills me about that is when you have people that are like not into the photos, I'm like, in my head, I'm just thinking like, why did you spend all this money? Well, that's what me? we asked. You know, he, was, like, he was like, yeah. you know what? It's what she wants and I'm just paying you guys. So that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but must be nice to have the money like that. Yeah. Just I know. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. Do it to but, fill that checkbox, yeah, but not, yeah, not but really, you know, makes like, our jobs interesting yeah. and, and a story to tell about on a podcast. <laughs> sure. So sure. It's all about the story. Yeah. But okay. Well then with that. Mm -hmm. I think that is going to wrap things up for episode number 11 of Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, yeah, and, and we also want to thank uh, the guys who sent us reviews. And uh, we also got an email from John uh, for, from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, sounds like hi, him and his wife are pretty much almost, almost pretty much did of what my wife and I did. Um, his wife is the, the photographer and he's more of her assistant. And, um, and he takes care of the business and man, that is so important. Like my wife, she takes a lot care of a lot of the business stuff. And when you're doing a photography business, I gotta say it, man, it, you do pretty much 90% of the time is all the business. Um, yeah. so that's a very, very important role that he's filling right there. Um, and yeah, just, uh, start off with a couple per year and then just grow from there and shoot the heck out of those, uh, couple weddings that you first shoot and market them and do everything with those images, get the word out that you guys are doing and then your numbers will grow and hopefully you'll be uh, right where Andy and I are in a couple of years. So, yep. but I, th I think the, what we talked about with the pricing earlier, uh, mm -hmm. I think that was very helpful for mm -hmm. them of starting out and. Um, so yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, as long as we're on it and, uh, with, uh, John there, uh, also, I just want to say thank you, John, for also recognizing, like he mentions in his email here, uh, what does he mention? 
oh, it seems like there's other people with podcasts out there that that talk about you know doing wedding photography, but mm-hmm. aren't necessarily focused on on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, he, so he just gave us props for like, oh, you guys are actually wedding photographers and mm-hmm. actually doing this podcast. So thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, definitely, um, it means a lot. And, you know, and let me throw out one more uh, plug back. If you haven't heard the guys at Twip Weddings, which I think we plugged them a mm-hmm. few like, a few shows ago and like episodes two or three or something like that. Those guys are also actual wedding photographers doing this, you know, with the podcast. And you will also get fantastic information there. It's Twip Wedding, T-W-I-P Weddings. And um, I'm going to plug them again because they plugged us. Um, so see yeah. how that works. <laughs> you yeah, know, definitely. that's yeah. how that works. Yeah. Uh, and those guys are Wedding photographers right now, so. unite. <laughs> yeah, wedding photographers. Let us unite here. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for the email, John. And then also mm-hmm. one other thing that I just wanted to mention is uh, well, first of all, just like John did, you can write in at info at weddingphotographersunite.com. Please absolutely do that. We would rather talk with you rather than at you. And then also please subscribe and leave a review on, I- on iTunes, just like, um, well, his screen name is Myro uh, Chel- Chelik. Chelik, C-E-L-I-C-K. Well, mm-hmm. in any event, um, he, I just wanted to call out his uh, his iTunes review that he left us, yeah, which, awesome. which please do leave us reviews because that's what helps people find us. But I think it's the coolest thing in the world. He says, hello from New York City. Excellent show. I listen to you guys on my phone while I do construction work. So the, <laughs> so the amazing thing about that is right now, Neil, right yeah. now, as New York City is being built for the future, <laughs> as, it's, awesome. as, as it's being built for the future, Wedding photographers unite is happening out yeah. there, and that's just what I mean. He's making us a part of New York City history. Yeah. yeah so awesome. as as that brick is it's, being laid out there, my like surreal. Yeah. Don't don't, don't forget about amazing. us as that's yeah. happening. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And uh, yeah, please do keep uh, the reviews coming in. Absolutely huge uh, for mm-hmm. in order for people to find us. And thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us. We hope that you find our show uh, useful, and you guys are amazing. Oh yes, and we promised uh, that um, we're going to have uh, guests. A uh, couple things fell through, so we didn't have a guest this time. But we do you know, guests. We have we have them coming. Don't worry, they will be coming. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these people are busy, so we have to respect that. Yes, and, and um, guests with with particular topics in mind as mm-hmm, well. And yes, I, I guess yeah. we'll leave it at that. Um, but uh, but uh, again, thank you everybody for listening. And we are Wedding Photographers Unite and uh, Unite everybody. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. In. All right, thank you. Take care. Wedding photographers unite.